Welcome to Soul Forum. I'm Dan Center. And I'm April Bell. And together we co-host a series of conversations and reflections that explore the unfolding search for that sense of soul. The way folks from all walks of life stumble into or construct or give shape to what they describe as their most authentic self or their spiritual sense of things or their own wisdom path. What I really love about this introductory series that we call In Search of Soul is the diverse ways in which the folks we interview describe how they awaken to all of this in their own lives. From the college student to the 87-year-old environmental activist, married couples, those in mid-career, every story and reflection opens up some new window in how we might all find our way into an experience of our own individual or collective soul. Episodes include my reflections on the conversations that integrate insights from poets and theologians, philosophers, and even my 35 years of experience working with all sorts of folks in search of a worthy spiritual path. And I am honored as the founder of a storytelling and wisdom keeping project to spend time with each of them to allow their life story to help give you a sense of how every moment of life can draw you into your own sense of soul. Soul. It's that integrative force that so many experience as a guiding principle or an orienting force in their lives. So give yourself a moment to journey a little deeper into the human experience. Welcome to Soul Forum. I was blessed this week by uh, getting a, a note in the mail by one of the folks who log on to this um, time together. And uh, the note was a clipping from an article called Rereading Poems. It was a suggestion that you um, pick a piece of poetry and then you reread it every day for a month and allow that piece of poetry to sink down inside your soul, right, and sort of find place there. And with every reading, you're going to discover something new about the piece of poetry. And it hit me that that's really what I want this time to be at this moment in time, is this sort of rereading the poetry of um, each other's lives, right? I think there is something about not just trying to craft meaning from the people in our past who shared their wisdom or even the religious figures from the past, but being present for each other so that every story becomes a piece of poetry that I can hold on to, that I can cherish, that settles into my own existence and then allows me some capacity for either orienting or maybe even reorienting uh, to finding a, a new couple of steps down a path that I wouldn't have taken otherwise, whatever it happens to be, that those stories are like uh, the poetry that allows me to continue to draw the perfect circle that is my life unwinding and unfurling in the world. So thanks to Joan for sending that along. Uh, it's a beautiful piece, and I'll share a little bit about that um, in the weeks ahead, too. So a piece of poetry to get started. Take a deep breath, and um, I think this piece of poetry kind of captures a little bit about what we're going to be talking about today. This is not the full poem. It's just the uh, start of a poem. It's the beginning of a poem by Drew Dillinger called Hymn 
to the sacred body of. <laughs> and I'm just doing the intro because it, I want to kind of invite you to remember or reflect about what is the nature of your piece of poetry that is coming together as you journey into life. And to know that as your life story, like all the stories around me, is added to this collective conversation that it is a way in which we find our spiritual selves and our grounded selves. A hymn to the sacred body of. Let's meet at the confluence where you flow into me and one breath swirls between our lungs. Let's meet at the confluence where you flow into me and one breath swirls between our lungs. For one instant, to dwell in the presence of the galaxies, for one instant, to live the truth of the heart, that this entire traveling cosmos is the secret one, slowly growing a body. That this entire traveling cosmos is the secret one, slowly growing a body. How can you and I slowly grow a body together, individually and collectively? Let's see what we can do today, shall we? It, um, as I have shared with you, it is my um, objective in this time to reach out to people I know who are uh, seeking a greater depth in their spiritual lives, uh, finding ways to construct meaning, uh, looking for practices that might help them orient or uh, create windows or doorways that, that they can go through to uh, widen their perspective. Those are the kind of people I'm trying to talk to, and uh, you might be one of those people that I talk to too along the way. And my goal is to interview them, to have a conversation with them, to try to really hear them, to, to hear their story in a way that I can at least try to capture some of the essence of that story, and then to share that wisdom collectively with you. And the reason I'm doing it is because uh, it's two, really. One is that I think that if we're going to practice a spirituality in the now, right, if we, ex if we expect that well, how we understand God, we've talked about this, is going to show up in this moment because that's all spirit does or God does or the source of life does. I mean, it just it's here, present now, right? It's happening now. That to listen to stories in the moment, I mean, real lives now, is in some ways a, a revelation, a disclosure, a, um, a unfurling of what's going on in our collective lives at a kind of a deep soul level, level or spiritual level, and that we can find some wisdom for the way ahead in these conversations. The second one is because I don't always want to be the one talking at you, right? Um, I want all of the collective stories to uh, be shared. And I know we can't do that in a room together, so this is the room <laughs> that I'm going to try to do that in. 
And so, so let me begin. I, this last week, I had two amazing conversations. I'm just so grateful to the people who offered to be present and to, and to be vulnerable enough to share their story. One was a college student, a junior, senior in college, about 21 years old. Uh, so our 21-year-old shared his perspective of where he's at at this moment. And then I met with someone who's at the other spectrum, end of life spectrum, an 87-year-old gentleman. And he shared the wisdom he's gleaned along the way uh, with a gaze back, you know, at the long trajectory of his life story. And I want to begin with just the kernel of his perspective, our 87-year-old. As I sat with him at his kitchen table over a cup of coffee, after reflecting on, you know, 87 years of a full life, every breath, the billions of heartbeats that he's experienced, I ask him, how does he get in touch, you know, with his uh, deepest sort of spiritual self? His, his sense of how he understands soul unfolding in, in, within, you know, and, and within the world in which we find ourselves. And while he understood that for many in the religious experience, finding a way to be compassionate is a, is a huge piece of the religious puzzle, puzzle. And he understood that as well. He said, there's something beyond compassion that's calling me deeper into life. And for the 87-year-old at the kitchen table, the heart of the religious experience that beats fully is that moment when you experience being deeply connected. Talk a little bit about what you see. Let's say someone were able to experience um, connection and communion or however you construct that, mm -hmm. like fully. What do you think is at the, what's at the very center, the heartbeat of that experience that people are missing out on? You know, when if, if you were to be mm. there fully mm. and the other two slipped away for some reason, Mm -hmm. Talk about why is that such a beautiful, or maybe it's not a beautiful place, what is that place like in that space? Yeah. And why is it so spiritually, you know, why would you affiliate, uh, okay. associate that with spirituality for yourself? We go back to the beginning, and in the process of creation, it is my interpretation mm -hmm. that the, the, the energy force that was in the beginning basically said to itself, no, this, this is not complete. Uh, I need to expand myself mm -hmm. so that uh, I can see myself. <laughs> that's a great way of framing it. You know, and, yeah. and, and, and uh, that then led to two powerful expressions. Uh, one is Teilhard saying, love completing itself. So creation became a, a, a mirror through which the, 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 the original force could in fact see itself, enjoy itself, yeah. 
human terms. Uh, uh, you know, so that's there. So the God energy is in everything that exists. Mm -hmm. And when we are able to <clears throat> take our human side and become aware of that, and then allow that to happen on the human side, the result is a connection. Uh, I can uh, I walk out the door and I have a lizard that follows me almost da daily ahead of me, you know, and I sit there in <laughs> awe because that lizard friend, has yeah. been here for ten million years and it still looks like a goddamn yeah. dinosaur. See, and if it was bigger, it, it, it would I'd be. be pissing my pants. Yeah. See, see, but uh, but I have I have that connection, yeah. and, and I'm I'm saying thank you. And so, so whatever it is, yeah, uh, human or anything else, uh, the the energy through creation is there. So, why are we as humans here? Well, from my perspe perspective, there, there's two reasons. One, to come to know who we are, mm -hmm. and I need you to do that. Mm -hmm. Can't do it alone. That's another principle. Not, I'm incomplete without you. Right. Whew. What a radical thought. Yeah. And by you, you mean the you, big you, you. you. The big you. Yeah, in in me in particular and the big all that. The, 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 big, all that the is. big you, yeah. yeah. So that energy exists in everything that is and is not only available, but yearning. Yearning mm. to see itself to 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 complete the circuit. Yeah. Love, God, love completing itself. The God, and now I said there was, there was two. Yeah. Teilhard's one, uh, you know, and Namaste is the other. Mm. Hindu, Buddhist. Yeah. The God in is simply verbalizing what is, is the truth. The God in me honors and respects the God in you. That says, apparently, the, the God is everywhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, and so when this happens because of the human awareness has has allowed it to happen then there is in fact an energy transfer it's it's a, a free flow roar talks about it in the universal christ mm -hmm. he he talks about the flow god it is so radical and so good from a traditional catholic perspective oh my <laughs> god what are you yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm I'm here to come to know who I am, and, right. and the second reason is to manifest the divine which is in me. Mm. And, and and why do I want to? Do, what do I get out of that? Yeah, that right, was right. your question. Yeah, exactly. What I get what? out of it? Happiness versus joy. Happiness is related to external. Mm -hmm. You bought a new bike. Happy, yeah, right. Happy, I am happy, happy about it. Happy. <laughs> Joy. Joy comes from the inside. Yeah. And the only way that it happens is when we reach a point where we can allow connection, when we can allow the energy in you and the energy in me to come together. The, the human then bursts with the bloom of joy. Mm. That's what it's all about. Yeah. That's all that it's about. Energy transfer and, and, and be the recipients of, of, of the joy moment. Yeah. 
what happens when you go through a process of education and transformation and a large group, call it a church community, call it any name you want, mm -hmm. if you have a significant number of people who have moved towards down this path of awareness and the, the resultant action, then you have a, a collective, a, 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 uh, uh, it expands by many times, yeah. whatever the proper word is there, you know, the co collective energy, you have a whole, now you have a group of people who are, who are sharing a vision of, of making a change, a better world, but at the, at the same time, that 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 energy is free flowing and get out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. get out of the way. That idea of being connected. For him in that chair, he said, "You know, I am. I need to be connected to you. I am changed in my connection with you, and vice versa. I am changed or transformed when I am deeply connected to the world around me. That connection is a reality that exists." and holds the wonder of the universe. It's nothing that I have to manufacture. It's nothing that I have to make happen. It just simply is. And I only have to sort of sink into it with an awareness that allows me a depth of gratitude, a sense of place and perspective, um, a, a rich sense of um, almost like joy-filled connection or or um, or what would you call almost like this um it's almost like he's part of some greater flow of how everything is woven together like a living flow and and that's how he would describe it and to be honest with you his words have been percolating within me for the last few days and I too am trying to wrap my soul around what that means to think about my primary religious understanding is my capacity for connection. Maybe, you know, connecting to my own soul and gut and experience of life, connecting to others, connecting to the natural world, connecting to mystery. It's all this big connection. How are we all uh, connected? And, and then this capacity to um, move beyond the allure of kind of transactional relationships that can happen very speedily, right? So that I can navigate my way through the world and never really connect with anyone. Never really connect with the natural world. It's like uh, sometimes when I'm hiking in the wilderness, um, Lori, my, my wife, will slow us down. <laughs> and, and I'm hiking with this objective to get to the next spot and then she slows down to be more present for the experience and in that moment right all of a sudden i have a richer sense of connection to the environment that's holding me our 87 year old john we'll just use john from here on out says that you got to be able to slow down be vulnerable hear and um, experience the other person in a deep and intimate way to know where they're at right now and to feel this 
flow, this energy between you that binds you, that connects you, that is the um, almost like the the tether that connects you together and connects you to everything else. It's this um, like a web of life. We're all so deeply connected. John would even say that from his perspective, religious practices like going to church every Sunday are really about trying to find, you know, this kind of longing to connect with others, to, to find a community that you can connect with. He says, I don't, he wasn't even sure that it mattered that you do it in church. You could do it at the bowling alley in a, in a card club. You could do it collecting bottle caps, you know, but we're all wired to awaken to the way we're connected. And that, and that was the wisdom John, uh, is sinking into in this moment and trying to explore and express. A beautiful way to think about uh, how um, spirituality might manifest in the simple awareness, just the awareness of the wonder of our connection to each other. John shared as well that that longing for connection could be traced all the way back to his early years when he was 21. And he went out on his own kind of pilgrimage, you know, that, that journey we all take in search of the Holy Grail, that experience of leaving home and, and uh, taking out on the hero's journey, right? Trying to find yourself and where you fit into the world. And you don't even know exactly what you're looking for, but you take that journey hoping that you will be drawn into some greater clarity. And for John, that journey led him at 21 to know the power of connection. So I talked to a you know, guy who's 21 years old and he's trying to, I, told, I asked him the question. I said, picture yourself now at 87 and look back at your 21 year old self. And what is it that you think you're exploring, doing, experiencing, paying attention to that you think will have the legs to manifest as wisdom when you're in your 80s? And I said, and I'm going to ask John tomorrow the same question going the other way. Look back to when you were 21, when you were young. Mm -hmm. Were there pieces of what you're talking to me about now, this sort of wisdom that you're hanging on to now, that were around back then or that you can remember or connect to that you see were like trend lines that stayed with you or has this just evolved as you've matured and grown and we're just trying to figure out your if your 21 year old self is still in there somewhere and yes. if so how what would how would you respond to that oh <clears throat> I did my whole. You understand Holy Grail, huh? You understand Holy Grail, yeah, Holy Grail. The, the yes. search, search for the Holy right? Grail. You know, leave community, take your knapsack, and get the hell out of here. Yeah, and go find yourself. Yeah. So, so I did that. Uh, I didn't use those terms. I didn't quite understand, but but some part of me uh, caused that to happen. Yeah, I, to I take went, that journey yeah, to seek the I, Holy Grail. So it, for six months, I traveled overland. Mm. Uh, and experienced Central and South America mm. uh, down to Tierra del Fuego. Uh, and uh, the, what was there then 
and, and what remains was a need to connect. Mm. And I know where it came from. It came from the fact that I was an only child mm. and, and happy as hell. Mm. I, I lived in an idealistic world of open space and, and, and a dog and uh, uh, yeah, have your milk and crackers and, and get out of here and go play yep. and, and come back for dinner. Uh, totally idyllic. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. But, but I was an only child. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so I think that, that, that left uh, an imprint on me that, that, that will carry me through until I transform. Mm-hmm. And, and that is the need to connect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had no understanding of anything about that, except that I couldn't even verbalize that, that, that there was a need right. to connect. Yeah, do you but, think even at 21 but, but, you were probably just out on an adventure and well, not Yeah, sure. but, but what was happening on the adventure? It was both... Uh, uh, so the adventure, uh, I stayed away from urban areas, I had no interest, it was, it was all about the natural world. Mm. But in that natural world, of course, there, there were people everywhere, uh, mostly locals, to use an expression, the best kind of, mm-hmm. of people, because they're, they're real, and to the degree that language was, you could work with that somehow, even the non-verbals, you, you, you got it, you connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you, you pe- people were open and trusting, you know, and, and the fact that you were, uh, you, you looked different, mm-hmm. you know, and you were young, uh, the world was your oyster. How, how can I, basically, how can I help you? Well, you know, uh, and so the, the connection to both human uh, in, in the best possible environment, because mm-hmm. they hadn't been p- polluted yeah. too much. Uh, you know, uh, and then the natural world is just in, in enveloping you, right? mm-hmm. and if you stand still, it will. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that grows so fast. You know, holy, you know, don't don't stand still, uh, or, or the the ants will climb your body. Yeah, you know. Anyway, uh, so so uh, it, that that's all that was there then. Yeah, no, underst- almost like the seeds of what you now understand. Ab- were like wonderful happening there. The, 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 seed, the seed was there. Uh, I, I, I nourished it a bit without knowledge, without mm-hmm. any understanding at all. I was I was driven. Obviously, you know, yeah. I'm going to take off for six months. And my parents said that they they had no understanding, no knowledge. Central and South America. Yeah, you might as well talk, be talking about the moon. What? Yeah. <laughs> God, uh, you know, and and you will run out of money. You know, and 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 in fact, I did. Yeah, I had to deal with that. Uh, so, uh, uh, but but that that's that's what was there. Yeah, and 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 it is it is all always driven me. It it, it it drove the exercise of becoming involved in all forms of of community, church community, civic community. Mm. Uh, 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 the, why? Because. I, there was a need to connect. Yeah, yeah. To, to Thirty years taking care of trails. Mm-hmm. The, the need to be in nature mm-hmm. because it was so easy. 
Yeah. See, it felt so good. The energy was, there was no blockage. Yeah, See, yeah. Uh, so there was this free uh, exchange of, of energy, hmm. you know, and, and the words that, that come out generally are, are thank you. That's a key word. Yeah, that sense if of gratitude. If it's understood, yeah. that it's the same, it's gratitude. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's the door. That's the door to, 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 to connecting. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, you know. I love it. I John's love it. on one, I was, you know, um, on the mature end of this journey. I got a chance as well to meet with a 21-year-old who's in college, junior. And um, I was really impressed with the, the kind of way he articulated, for him anyway, his kind of vision quest that he is on, right? He too is trying to um, parse or, or hang on to all of the pieces of wisdom and insight from stories of the past and experiences in the present that would help him craft a meaningful life, uh, an expanded life, a, a life just beyond the self that feels like it's got weight to it, right? He's on that journey, and it's just spectacular to be able to hear him articulate at his young age, at 21, how he's finding his way into that journey. One of the things that I thought was spectacular about Cole is that he um, articulated this journey and this approach to this journey not as a kind of a panicky route to figure it out, which frankly sometimes defines my journey. You know, where you're kind of frantic and, and going forward. Cole has learned at a young age already how to be more gentle about the journey. In fact, he used words as we talked about kind of um, not driving your way through life, but almost falling into life. A lot of it is, is you know, it's, it's a constant process. So... There'll always be learning and growth. It never stops, um, which is a good thing because I think if you were stagnant, it, you'd you know become ill in a way, not literally. But um, I think it'll be important to you know. Looking looking back, I'm going to say, well, I wish I would have just given myself a break and relax a little bit because I think I think you can kind of go slow. I think you don't have to know everything at once. Um, I think there's some room for just going slow and giving yourself that grace of like, it's okay to just go at your own pace. I mean, um, there's no one telling you you need to do this or that, or I think we all have the capability of kind of uh, giving ourselves our own peace of mind. Um, so your 80 year old self would say it's okay to slow down a little bit. I think it's okay to slow down and I think it's okay to, you know, just kind of live, quoting from um, Thoreau, you know, live in all the seasons as it comes. Don't try and live, you know, don't, don't live in, in winter if you're in summer. Just, just live as it is kind of as it comes. Yeah. Um, and uh, don't, don't try to force anything. And then that goes a little with the Eastern stuff too, but like you don't try and force anything that's not meant to be or that's not happening. Um, kind of let things unfold as they come. And I think that'll, you know, be serve me as throughout my life as just kind of let things kind of unfold as they do. Um, and again, it's not. 
I don't want to sound like I know all the answers because I certainly don't. And I'm still learning a lot and I'm definitely still having my, my frustrations because I, yeah, I mean, I am only 21 and I'm still learning and, and there's people like I'm sure, um, you talk to that, that know more or less or, you know, might have it, you know, it's just a constant progress of reevaluation and learning because we're always going to look back and say, gosh, I wish I knew that or gosh, I wish I did that. But okay. But then maybe just instead of looking at it too negatively, just look at it, okay, I'm just going to try and learn as much as I can. Cole's reflections, they remind me. I was thinking about Alice in Wonderland, that story, right, where she's at the wedding, uh, she's getting about to get married, right, about to live into social convention, and she abandons the wedding and chases after a rabbit and then falls down the great rabbit hole. And if you remember the visuals in that story, I don't remember, I'm not sure I read the book, but the visuals of the story that Disney helps us to maintain in our memory is all these pieces of her uh, life story and other stories are, are showing up for her as she falls down that tunnel, right? And the question is, what are you letting go of and hanging on to as you sort of drift deeper into life? And for Cole, he said, you know, a couple of things. One, you, you're you sort of attracted to hold on to those things that are kind of allow you to take the next couple of steps or that resonate with your, um, you know, what you need at the moment or where you're at in your life. And I think that's so true for all of us. In fact, for you, as you think about what are you paying attention to as you fall into this great gift of life, as you rest into it, you know, knowing what it is that's allowing you a sense of inner peace or uh, capacity for connection or insight or wonder it is an important tool to kind of hang on to to say I'm that I'm going to pay attention to for a little bit longer. Last week when we shared, um, one person shared that what helps them um, kind of sort through what they need is looking for things that help me to uh, feel alive inside, to be truly grateful, to somehow uh, feel like I am in the flow of life, you know, that you're a participant in this flow. Those things help her to navigate. Another talked about finding um, things that allow her a calm presence in the moment, that allows her to be in the moment. Knowing your sort of strategy helps you to hang on to all the stories, but to leverage them in a way that sort of speak meaningful, meaningfully to you. And, and Cole clearly understood that as he uh, thought about his own journey. I think the things that I take the most, because yeah. kind of a good mantra is like, take the best, leave the rest. Mm. Take what you want from it and leave the rest. Yeah. But, you know, be mindful that every single book you open at least have the mindfulness to say, I'm not going to judge it yet. So at least you can read it. Because if it's, if you're reading it, it's like, well, it's about, you know, whether it's about critical theory or whether, whether it's about um, you know, negative dialectics, whatever it's about, just have an open mind. Because if you go into it with a mindset that I'm not going to like this or this isn't with my belief system, then it, why are you reading it? Yeah. So at least read it and then take what you want from it because some of it's going to apply to your life. But um, there's themes throughout you know, whether it's philosophy, religion, history, there's always themes. And whether, and so you I love the perspectives that the Cole themes. brings to this conversation as he finds himself, you know, swirling in all these themes and ideas and 
kind of experiences that collaborate together to make up his life. In fact, at one point he quoted a piece from Thoreau that the goal is to live into the seasons of life. Right? If you're living into winter, if, you've, if, if winter is where you're at, you're going to live into winter. If it's spring, live into spring. Live into all of these seasons, right? And for Cole, his notion that these um, moments that are filled with uh, levels of suffering uh, are places where new things, insights, um, new awareness, that's where those are the birthing places for those. In fact, he had a line that I, I think speaks to my reality as well when he said, sometimes you can't quite tell whether you're on the verge of a nervous breakdown or some sort of spiritual awakening. <laughs> that, yeah, isn't that the truth, right? There's this fuzzy area that you feel like, oh my God, things are just falling apart. And then something births its way out of it and you realize you've got this epiphany moment that, that's just so true that how do you feel comfortable to allow yourself to move more slowly through this dropping into the gift of life um, that doesn't feel like a panicked route, but really feels like a way to kind of um, open yourself up to all that life can bring so that you can then uh, cast yourself forward into the next moment that's inviting you in a way that's connected to the stories that matter. For both of these folks, for Cole and for John, both were clearly aware that they, the point of their life was not to simply arrive at a destination, but to always be connected to this, um, what we maybe even call it, evolving or growing capacity for awareness and deeper understanding, and acceptance, and even self-forgiveness, stumbling along the way and then taking a next step forward for managing the seasons, the flow of life, connected to the many stories and to each other along the way. Both of them understood the dynamics of that. In fact, for Cole, he said, I, I, he, he feared, which was a great language for this, he feared kind of falling into an answer. Right? You don't, I don't want to fall into the trap of finding an answer because he was aware at his early age that there is this power of knowing that you don't know what you don't know. Right? You don't know what you don't know. So there's this kind of open forever journey that's percolating uh, underneath the surface for Cole at 21 and even still for John at 87, that he's open to learning something new, being open to allowing his connection uh, to invite him into another layer of wonder or gratitude or awe. I don't know about you, but from my perspective, these stories are an amazing way for us to um, collectively tend to how spirit or the gift of life uh, kind of stirs in our time. And it reminds me of the poem that we started with, right? 
Let's meet. Let's meet at the confluence where you flow into me and one breath swirls between our lungs. For one instant to dwell in the presence of the galaxies, for one instant to live the truth of the heart, that this entire traveling cosmos is the secret one slowly growing a body. How are you participating in the slow evolving body that you've been gifted with? How are you participating in the slow evolving body that is the collective body? Are you feeling connected to your own little journey? Are you feeling connected to this journey we share despite and within all the suffering that we are clearly aware of, all the potential for joy and and uh, gratitude and wonder that's there too? That is the season in which we find ourselves. How can we live so fully into that? For you, my hope is that you um, you can not find your way, but be present for that process with a gentle heart, right? Open to trusting uh, that that your soul's journey matters to all of us, right? It. I tell you, it's so important that I do the work that I do and that you do the work that you do because we're tethered to each other along this journey and for me to hear you out as you move through or in or uh, between all of this and for you to hear me that that matters a lot John would say people show up to collect bottle caps or play cards or baseball or even go to church because they really long to have a community that they know is connected to them, right? That they can experience that connection one to another. I know this is a digital universe, but let's try to stay connected as well. Thanks for jumping into episode one of this multi-part series in search of soul. Each week, we're going to gather together insights and stories and reflections that can kind of help all of us find our way into this journey that we share. Join us next week as our um, next episode features April in conversation with John, and he talks about the capacity to truly listen as a simple portal into the experience of joy itself. A fascinating interview coming up next week. We'll see you then. This episode of Soul Forum has been brought to you by Storycatcher for iPhone, a fun and simple tool that helps you create shareable keepsake video stories. Be the documentarian in your circles. Find Storycatcher, spelt as all one word, on the Apple App Store. You may attend Soul Forum Live each Sunday morning at Creekside Commons in Lafayette, California. The 30-minute presentation is also live-streamed via YouTube and Facebook where people interact via the chat. After the live stream is complete, 
For those gathering in person, we then enter into a non-recorded group discussion on the day's topic. We'd love for you to join us for Soul Forum.